Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this bonus episode, we discuss A Quiet Place Part 2. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And this is James, and today we're going to do a little bonus mini-review of A Quiet Place Part 2. The first portion will be spoiler-free, and we will let you know when we start to spoil this movie halfway through this episode about. Yeah, but I can't highly—I can't recommend this movie enough. It was a fantastic sequel. Krasinski blew me out of the water again. It He managed to do new things with it, while also... Um, keeping the same things we love about the first film, and also told uh, told it in a new way. I think that it, it's hard to do a sequel for any movie, especially a movie as loved and successful as A Quiet Place, but he somehow pulled it off. Well, especially horror films. Like, the horror genre seems to be the, a genre where if you have a great first movie and you're kind of starting a franchise, a lot of them stumble and fall with their sequels. I'm, like, I mean, Sidious is a really great example. I like that first one. I mean, no, Sinister. I like Sinister a lot. And same thing with Insidious. Insidious too, yeah. But um, I like Sinister the first one a lot. The second one is straight trash. That was a bad movie. And the first one, you you thought you would have this. We would have this great new horror icon with uh, that demon person. But um, I think A Quiet Place Part Two is a great sequel. The first one is obviously a superior film. That's a perfect movie. That's a ten out of ten. But I give A Quiet Place Part Two a nine out of ten. And this movie, he ups the action. He ups the monsters, more characters, just more everything, which is really what you want from a sequel. More, more of everything that you didn't have in the first one. And he also expands on the world. Not too much though. He he shows us more. Obviously, we get new characters. You can tell from the trailer there are new environments, but it's not like the the scale is global or national. It's still pretty confined to a, a bubble part of the country, and I like that about it where he expanded it, but it's not too big. And also, it's not like he just showed new scenes for no reason. Everything that takes place in this movie is, is, a, is a result of the decisions of the characters. So they are basically controlling the plot rather than like, uh, I think a lot of, if Krasinski didn't write and direct this, and I think if they tapped a different person to do it, they would have been like, oh, here's some cool big sequences I have in mind and I'm going to write a script based on that. Whereas Krasinski, he based the action and sequences based on the characters. Yeah, and he ironically didn't even want to return to write or direct the film, but they convinced him to do it. And he says they Jedi mind tricked him into writing and directing the movie. And even Emily Blunt was hesitant to make the sequel because, again, the first one's a perfect movie. I mean, I, if I was an actor or writer or director, I'd be kind of weary about tapping into doing a sequel because you don't you you don't want to disappoint people, and maybe you can't match it, but you don't want to make a movie that's like horrible compared not or just bad compared to the original. Yeah, you don't want to leave a bad taste in everyone's yeah. mouth, and especially for something like that because you know it's like the franchise is on the line with the sequel in a lot of ways, and it would take away from the first one. Yeah, hundred percent, and. <clears throat> Obviously, you can tell from the trailers and clips, you see a lot more of the monsters. I think they did that because, you know, we know what they look like from the first film. And so the first film works so much like just like Jaws, where the less you show it, the better it is and more thrilling it is. But now we know who the monster is, so it's okay to show the monsters uh, more often, which he does in this movie. And I think it it's obviously less scary because of that, but uh, it's more suspenseful and has great... F- action sequences because of that because he's he's allowed he's the audience knows it so he shows them the aliens more likely yeah we have some great new characters we have killian murphy has a major role in this he plays a character named emmett then jimon hunsu is 
uh, a man in this film who has a prominent role as well, and you recognize him from Gladiator and a bunch of great movies. And Emily Blunt, obviously, her performance is fantastic. But the the children, uh, Reagan and then Marcus, played by Noah Jupe and then Millicent Simmons, they really up their performances so much in this movie. They're both incredible. And Krasinski, he wrote this to give them larger roles, and I think they're setting it up for more movies. I think he's trying to set it up for a third one and a fourth one. And so I think what he wanted to do is kind of pass the reins of responsibility to these children, which hopefully that's what happens. Yeah, the first one is about the family itself and more about the parents trying to cope with the world and trying to survive survive and keep their children safe, whereas this film very much is about the children growing and maturing and taking on responsibility and learning how to uh, handle themselves in this world themselves without their father and without their mother to help them because they essentially are the two leads of this movie, you could say. And what I love about it, and when we talked about A Quiet Place Part 1, we did our episode on it, we were talking about how we really just hope that it continues right after Emily Blunt gets the shotgun. And that's how he does it. It's literally, that's where it ends and that's where it starts. So that's what I love about this story. We didn't get a long passage of time. But we do just continue the story from exactly where the other one left off. That's what I think is really cool because a lot of filmmakers, I think, they would have cut to like two years later and mm-hmm. what's happening now. But I think following immediately what happens makes it feel like you're part of the part of the story because uh, you're. The, I think movies that take place like almost in real time esque. It makes you feel like you're there with the characters more than anything, rather than like an epic that takes place over years. So I think it's stronger a storytelling device to stay with them. Um, for every moment and major beat of their story. Yeah, and right before, I think we'll head into spoilers in a, in a few moments, but I just want to bring up one other thing is where, yes, the monsters are taking over the world in this, in this franchise, in this world, but Krasinski with the sequel, what he does is he shows you that the monsters, these aliens, aren't the only monsters out there now. Now there are new kinds of monsters that you have to worry about, and we'll get into that right now as we start spoiling A Quiet Place Part 2. And how about that opening sequence of A Quiet Place Part 2 where Krasinski, we get the flashback of where the invasion happens, where the asteroid or meteor hits the Earth because that's how they travel to to the planet. And I've never seen anything like it to that extent where you've obviously seen seen movies where a meteor crashes and everyone watches it, but to show it at like this baseball game and just how people would actually react if they saw this giant ball of fire firing falling to the ground it's i think it was completely authentic because <clears throat> you would usually see a movie and people would just start running away like ah but in reality people react to things in a very um usually responsible way they don't pan people don't generally panic too quickly so it's something where like if you saw that in real life you'd be like oh my god what is that and you're like obviously you feel unease about it and you kind of are scared but you're like not just gonna like fall into hysteria you're not gonna jump in your car and just book it like somewhere you're gonna try to go home obviously everyone knows that this could be a dangerous situation but they aren't sure i mean things happen in the world and so i think it was such a realistic depiction of how a crowd would react to seeing something like that in the sky yeah and we get a very similar scene i immediately thought of war of the worlds when i watched them running from the monsters that started taking over because he just scares the hell out of you with the first time you see the monster when it hits the car. And I yeah. jumped in the theaters. I had no idea. I was not expecting that at all. And the thing is, you're, it, he did a great job building suspense because you know they're going to show up at any moment. These aliens are going to start attacking the town, but you don't know when. And he just, Krasinski just slowly rolls out this sequence 
where everything seems okay. I mean, obviously everyone's on edge, but like, you know, nothing, no one's in danger yet. And you're just waiting, like, when's it going to show up? When's it going to come out? And then when the alien does show up and just bashes that car, it's so shocking. And it's because he did such a good job building the suspense. And it also reveals a lot about the character league because I think the movie, the second one, just needed some of him. We needed to see Krasinski a little bit more. I think that's one of the reasons why he wanted to do the flashback is you need his presence back. For and the also, sequel. You, you want to see what he was like. Yeah, exactly. Before. So we get to see how he reacted to the situation of this alien invasion and how he's trying to be very smart and safe and try to understand what's happening at the same time while other people, like in that restaurant, like the guy's praying, he's, he covers his mouth because Lee realizes that they're attracted to noise pretty quickly and faster than everybody else. And, and obviously, Obviously, the phone goes off and everyone gets screwed, but Krasinski, I mean, the character Lee, you can really see kind of like the survival instinct that he always has innately. Yeah, I'm curious what his background was. They don't get into it, but it's, I think that's a strength of the character. You're like, he's not like, he was an ex-Special Forces operative. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, like, you don't need to know. Jack Ryan. He just has the instincts, and I, I love how Krasinski showed how the family actually communicates on a daily basis using sign and speaking and not speaking around other people so it shows why like we said in the previous one why they were able to survive because they already knew how to communicate non-verbally yeah and so but we also get communication with Emmett this great new character by Killian Murphy who's like you, it's a community they, they everyone kind of knows each other it's really great it's like these small towns in New England that's what it's really like I'm sure everywhere in the world but um Killian's a great character because He's family friends, but then we find out that he's one of the people who survived the alien invasion. He's still left. He lost his family, and he has this pretty great bunker situation where he kind of hides underground in a way. And like he, it's under a coal mine. Yeah, and so when when the family is traveling and trying to find new places, there they go to the fires that they that Lee when every night when he would light the fires, they go to find the other people who have survived. But this movie, it's so shocking because you know the family's traveling, and at first it's very it's uh. Uh, intense situation when they f take their first steps off the sand trail and obviously they're hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Able to walk quiet enough so they don't disturb anyone. But when they're entering, you could say, Marcus's territory, it, it's so shock. Like Krasinski, I think one of the strengths of this movie is his ability to put kids and perilous situations and horrible situations because Marcus steps on a bear trap and you I've never seen a kid step on a bear trap in a movie and it was so sh surprising so shocking it was an unbelievable moment like I would I watched it and I was like oh my yeah. god are you yeah. kidding me I couldn't believe it and um the thing with 
And also, what I love about this movie is Reagan. She just becomes a great character because she has this power now. She understands how to fight back against the aliens after they discover what they could do with her her hearing aid that Lee tried to put together. And so she takes it upon herself to want to save everyone in a way. And they hear the broadcast of the song, which we find out later is a subliminal message to come to the island, to come across the water. But she wants to try to find those people to broadcast the signal of the whatever you would want to call the frequency that makes them go crazy and that they can't stand. And so she goes off on her own because throughout this entire film, Reagan becomes more and more like Lee. She becomes more like her father. And I think that's a direct result of her constantly fighting with her father in the first one and then watching him sacrifice his life to save her and her accepting that he always loved her even though she didn't think he did. Yes, she goes through a great transformation as well as Marcus, her brother, who... uh, as a result of the first film in the first movie he is very scared and in he's like he doesn't want to go to the lake to the to the river to the waterfall and and in this movie he clearly is he's clearly suffering from like ptsd and like when emily when his mother leaves he's like terrified and doesn't want her to go and so he he's completely overtaken by fear now but his transformation is very similar to Reagan, where Marcus um, gains the strength to overcome his fear, and he eventually kills that alien at the end of the film himself. Yeah, yeah. the last, the end of the movie is where they both Reagan and Marcus kill an alien on their own. That's a great moment for the characters because for Marcus, it means he's getting rid of his fear. He's not afraid of the aliens anymore. Now he has the power and kills one of them. And same thing with with Reagan. Even though she's been afraid of them, she's had this responsibility or she's wanted to save people and she's not afraid of them anymore either and they they just kind of just use the frequency to be like oh yeah what's up boom and then <laughs> reagan just like slices his head with that with that piece of metal or whatever it is yeah too. and and uh, emmett also it goes through the major transformation because he starts out as a solitary character who lost everything his family is dead his he watched his wife suffer and basically die slowly and and he just lives by himself and doesn't want anyone near him like when the family shows up he's like you have to leave immediately and it takes, um, un- he, it takes the conversation with Emily Blunt's character to understand that um, it's so it, we it's important to save Reagan because we have to we have to keep fighting. He he basically lost his will to fight because Reagan's worth saving. Yeah, Reagan's worth says. saving. And then when he finds Reagan, she convinces him to try to try to save everyone rather than he wants to just take her back. And this great line where he says, "I have to take you home," and she's like, "What home? Where, where's my home?" Because everything's been destroyed and everything's gone. So the only thing they can do and should do is try to salvage everything. And then we're introduced. They have like this super team up there. The two of them are just on a mission now <laughs> to find a boat and like find this this transmission wherever the station is. And we are introduced to not just aliens, but other kinds of monsters where Emmett's trying to warn them of what this pan- what this apocalypse basically in this invasion has done to other people. And they don't understand what people are like now. They seem like they're, when we're introduced to these just not even humans anymore. They're just monsters, really. They're they're like cannibals. You can assume, and you can assume they're gonna do nothing but terrible things to Reagan. When yeah, they, when they get to the port. Yeah, yeah, when they get to the port. But fortunately, Emmett is able to you know cleverly save both of them in the situation and tells her to dive. And you know we get a reference of that earlier on. That's a great sequence, and it makes sense to these people who are living on the water because we learn when the aliens attack that they can't swim. Like, they, they were able to—that alien in the first one was able to, like, I think, glide under the water in the basement. Because it was shallow. It's shallow, so it was, it was probably touching the bottom, the floor. But in terms of swimming in a body of ocean, in a body of water, they can't do it. Yeah, because we clearly see that, and they drown, and they fall because they can't swim. And then they make it to that island, and the island is such an interesting concept because 
of course, there's got to be some sort of community that's not just sending this transmission, but must be completely isolated from the attack and from the aliens. Yeah, there are places all over the world that, like, it's just difficult to get to. So, obviously, the aliens wouldn't have been able to get there. If they could swim, they probably would have, but their inability to swim is what... Like, I'm sure all over the world, there are island islands and peninsulas... Like, not peninsulas, but any kind of offshoots that are filled with people that are still alive. I mean, alive. Australia is probably cool as hell. Yeah. They probably have nothing going on oh, over yeah, there. Oh, yeah, different continents yeah. are probably okay. <laughs> but, I mean, that's unless just a giant multi- island. Unless there are multiple asteroids that hit. So, yeah, unless an, yeah, an asteroid probably did hit Australia it, then. It could have been like this gigantic asteroid eventually broke into pieces, and they all landed on the Earth in different areas. It could, Yeah, or just like a rain of yeah. asteroids yeah, everywhere. exactly. So, but, so they, they could have gone everywhere. But, yeah, the small islands you can assume are just the only places that are safe. I yeah. wonder if Great Britain's okay, but they got bridges, right? They could have gotten there, yeah. yeah. They're probably everywhere except yeah. for islands, yeah, small ones. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then we're introduced to Jimon Husu, who's awesome, and he's kind of like the the leader of this refuge and this this community. And it's so odd to see, and we obviously see Emmett and Reagan's reaction to seeing people like laughing and making noise and and having a barbecue and just living peacefully. And it's so odd for them. But Krasinski is smart with his writing because he doesn't that scene in particular. You don't have to show them meeting everyone and being introduced and be like, oh, you're a, there's people here. Like he just cuts to them and a fire and Jimon Hitsu gives him a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like that, you don't have to show anything. You just cut from there to there. And we understand that these, the, the, it's, he doesn't, the strength of these two movies is they're short. They're an hour and a half long. There's no fat on them. He keeps it tight and cuts anyway, cuts anything that isn't necessary. And that's why I think the movies work so well because it's over and you're like, wow, that flew by. I had a great time and now I can't wait to see more. Yeah, these are perfect movie theater experiences and especially the third act of this movie when the alien is on the... We, they yeah, the, oh my God. It was on the boat and the boat floated to the island yeah. and they have to kill the the the, the alien there. And then Reagan puts the uh, the frequency to the transmission and, and her brother kills the Those other one. Those poor people, but, but they're like, oh, we're fine on You this guys island. ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> we were chilling. We were having baby back ribs. <laughs> And now we're all dead. <laughs> Another great new element that Krasinski added to the film was the use of silence, not just like nonverbal communication, but he puts you into Reagan's perspective multiple times in a lot of situations where he completely eliminates all noise from the movie. So, and it's it's a great um, d- device of putting us understanding what she's going through, especially like when she's on the train. And she's trying to. She doesn't know what's going on. And we see the alien. And we see the alien in the background. And she can't hear it, which is what Lee was always afraid of. Like she wouldn't be able to tell if maybe there's something behind her because she can't hear it. So I think that Reagan, she's a very strong character. But I think Lee was right where she needs someone with her if she's going to go out journeying because I I think there's just no way she'll be able to survive over over a long period of time on her own unless she just has like a bunch of frequencies playing around her at all times yeah or like the uh, the alien tracker thing yeah, from aliens like <laughs> <laughs> i doubt they have that but it's a really cool effect also in the opening when he's she's in the car and she doesn't realize that there's aliens yeah. coming and and lee's like hey we gotta go come on yeah <laughs> there's this giant alien coming yeah. after us yeah it was, i thought it was great how he did that to to put us into her shoes all in all this is a fantastic movie i adored it i was blown away when it was over i was like yes i want to see more and he ended it the same way he ended the first one where they kill an alien and it's just like, let's go. I hope it's the same thing where the third one, if they do it, it's just killing and Reagan like in that in that radio station and it just continues yeah, yeah. the story from there, yeah. which would be pretty great. And I love Killian coming back to his horror roots in this movie all around. Great, great sequel. 
Nine out of 10 from me. Highly recommend. Uh, the, the kids become the heroes, so you can assume that they're going to start taking the reins of fighting back against the aliens. I'm sure Reagan will probably be like a leader of the resistance, maybe something like that. That's what kind of I envision. And I can't wait, and I hope to God they make a third one because it was so good. I hope if they make a third one, Krasinski does it. Oh, he has to. I wouldn't see it if he didn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Unless they got, like, a great, great director. But, like, mm-hmm. he, it really has to be him. It's his voice. It's his signature now. Yeah, I think so, too. So, definitely check this movie out, everyone. It's fantastic. And the cinema experience is back. Yeah, let's go. Movie theaters, thanks so much for tuning into this bonus review of A Quiet Place Part 2. Have a great <laughs> week, everybody. And stay tuned for our episode on Thursday coming out. And hopefully you checked out Monday's episode as well. Take care, everyone.